Welcome to the Odd Opinions Podcast. Welcome to the Odd Opinions Podcast, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. The points are like American citizens in Afghanistan to the Biden administration. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what whose line was that? <laughs> well, we got to cut that one out. All right. right. <laughs> We're going. All right. Let's restart. <laughs> now, today, oh, I'm Cameron, by the way. And we'll Yeah, that was Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely so, Cameron. Definitely only Cameron and Cameron alone. <laughs> we I am not affiliated <laughs> with this man. The, the thoughts and opinions of yeah. Cameron Lopez do not reflect upon the rest of They're it. They're very odd. Very odd. Yada, 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 shmada, yada, dada, bada, bada, I'm not going to say I so, don't agree with what he said. I'm not going to say I'm I agree with him either. I'm just not I'm a neutral it. party. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm Switzerland. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves or you want me to do hey, that? you can. Do we go through this formality every single time? I mean, because people need to. to know who I am. This is Nathan Fritz and Chef. you are. And that's Nathan in a nutshell. Nathan in a nutshell. Gareth. That's Ray. Sup, me again, Cameron. There you go. Today we're talking about dream jobs. Yeah, I thought we were talking about jobs in general. We are. I mean, kind of. No, no wrong way. Oh, oh, no, oh this is why I need to there it is. By the book. There it is. Yeah, dream job. Okay, yeah, dream jobs. Um, <laughs> dream jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. But like, what did you? What did you want to be when you grew up? Do you guys remember the first thing you wanted to be? Hmm. A bum. <laughs> you know, Ray's Let's actually on that. <laughs> Ray's not far off. <laughs> I've never had a dream for my job. Like really? that was a huge struggle for me going into college. Same. I didn't have a dream for what I wanted to do, and I only picked first. It was going to be lawyer because I knew they made lots of money, and I argued with a lot of people because <laughs> I was a dumb kid. And then I realized how much paperwork went into being a lawyer. It's like, maybe <laughs> you not. You have to read month after month. Mm-hmm. And research. And I'm not a really good researcher. I'm impatient. So well. after that, I dreamed I'd do a lot of computer stuff back when people thought that was a big deal. So I was like, maybe I'll try computer science. <laughs> that didn't work out. And so now I just did what people hired me to do. That's basically what I do. <laughs> That's all we end up doing in the end. It's just we do what people hire us to do. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting since half of this group has never had a dream job. I wish I'd have known that before we did this. Well, I mean, mine became it after I went to college. What? Okay, well, that's fair. So, I mean, I got into biology and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I could see myself going into like the medical field. And it started to become more of like a, like a passion almost. And you were, I mean, as passionate as I get, I'm sorry. Like it's, it's just... <laughs> It was like, oh yeah, this will make money and it'll, it's a good job. <laughs> yeah. Like that's kind of where mine started. And then it was like. Your dream is very practical. Yeah. I mean. So the dream job would be. Orthopedic surgeon. Okay. You're is what I was going to go for. And then mm-hmm. I was probably going to get put in the ER. Oh, well. Because I have medicine? a really, really good bedside manner. <laughs> you could have been a sports medicine with orthopedic. <laughs> Orthopedic is a very, very heavy sports medicine field. So yeah, he could have true. made a lot of money that way. What exactly is an orthopedic? So oh, bones. Bones? Bone doctor? Just bones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like you, well, they also do like ligaments and things like that. Mm. So uh, like joints is a big one. Mm, I so can imagine like, you having to do deal with bone cancer, though. That would have been rough. 
Hmm. My uh, the first job shut I up, ever it's just bone marrow. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the deepest part of your being, and that it's extremely painful and delicious. I need, I need you to stop moaning right now God, while I try to do my you, examination. Why are you so whiny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you'd been a great yeah, one. Yeah, you should have been like a children's doctor. Oh yeah, for perfect, sure. perfect. Oh yeah, every single child would have left the room crying. Orthopedic yep. pediatrician. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and then I became like, well, I've got a degree in biology now. What do I do with it? And it was like, nothing. I have to go back. So I went back for electrical engineering and now I'm a computer scientist, which don't ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I have nothing because you said don't ask questions. You can ask a question. Make a statement. Here's Cameron. My first job I ever wanted, or my dream job? Because yes, different. both. Please, please bring us through the process of how your first job became your dream job. It seems like it's just gonna be me and you with the dream job. So it's yeah, gonna, <laughs> the first job I ever wanted uh, was a uh, stuntman. Nice. That was the very first That's a one. very good one. I think yeah. it was because of video games. I think there was a game called Stuntman, and I don't know. But yeah, I, I just wanted to be a stuntman. And then uh, they eventually evolved into artist somehow. And I wanted to be a cartoonist and make like nice. Family Guy inspired me for that one. I wanted to make a show like that. Yeah. And then it eventually, my dream job eventually flowered uh, into being a rock star. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted nice. to play guitar. Can I ask, can I ask you a question? Write music. What's it like to have dreams? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're normal. It's disappointing. <laughs> it's, disappointing, it's disappointing, but it's the wind in your sails. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> disappointing is that's not the response I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, it's the wind in your sails. Yeah, that's it. The wind huh. was the wind in my sail. It drove so my day to day. Your dream to become a rock star is it still alive in you somewhat? I mean, I got the skills, I guess. Oh, got the <laughs> skills. Hey, got the the base base. confidence. <laughs> there we go. Lightly, I'm slowly losing them because I don't ever use them, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I have songs tra- that I have songs that I wrote when I was younger. You know, I was in a band for a little bit, so I have a couple things in my repertoire, I just, in my I, back pocket. But yeah. I gotta say, you don't necessarily need skills to become a rock star. Because you mm-hmm. think, do you think that stops Gene Simmons from touring around? I mean, that guy. <laughs> He's a good guitarist. <laughs> he was. That's a, the point. What a shot! Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to have a bass level. To get people to know you, yeah, that's exactly. The, that's you, you have Rock to start City. out good. Did yeah. he write? Did he uh, write the songs for Kiss? Did he write? Because Detroit Rock City. Not. If you song. ask Gene Simmons, he did everything for Kiss. I don't know what he did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably uh, did nothing. Kiss was a, Kiss was a good band. I liked them. Yeah. Um, I mean, nowadays. Do you know what Detroit Rock City is about? What's it about, Ray? You want to share? No, it's about a. <laughs> it's about a fan that was going too fast and ran into something and died on the way to their concert. Mm. Wow, <laughs> that makes sense now. Huh. And it was a kind of a warning to other people, and it also made a great song. Mm. So they were like, "Let's write it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was about a fan that died on the way to their concert. That's, That's not depressing at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he brought it up. His loss, <laughs> everyone else's game. Speaking of dreams, <laughs> cameras fall. Yeah. <laughs> this fan's dream of visiting a Kiss concert ended. Very rapidly. Yeah. yeah. So how? Uh, so is the the rock star still a current dream? If the opportunity presented itself, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Is it something that you dream about? Like, is it an active? You know, I honestly, do you think about it? I honestly don't listen to music too much anymore. I think it brings up bad memories. <laughs> yeah. 
don't know. I just you still play every now and then though, right? I just recently got a guitar a couple weeks ago. And, and it's not here. I know, I forgot it. Yeah, forgot it. Maybe that's um, why the dream is dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I went to I, all my gigs, but I didn't have a guitar. <laughs> 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 I just had to talk to these people. <laughs> it's always fun, like, picking it up again and playing and stuff. I always have a good time. So you I don't know. know maybe. Yeah, on that note, Ray, I heard uh, there was a story once about a stand-up, stand-up comedian. I don't remember who it was, but he used to actually be a musician, and he would he went to a show one time and they somehow or another, the music equipment did not come with them. And there was a bunch of people in this, uh, this room where they had to perform. So he just went up there and like told jokes and stuff because he had an awesome personality yeah. and he became a stand up comedian because of it. He was like, one people like me it. a lot better than my music. So, <laughs> <laughs> so talking about jobs, sometimes you kind of just fall into this, what you're supposed to do. It just happens. I think rock stars are good dream to have because one of the best experiences i've ever had in my life i was always in a group of people especially like i thought about band from high school like it's nice being around people who share a passion that is creative in some way yeah and i think i mean sports sports are our passion uh i don't i think they're creative the way that they're creative is like how do i reach my best game what are the decisions that i make to do that and i they create like a regime or a yeah. style for themselves. And I think band is the same way. You're like, how do I play the music at my best? It's not just the practice, but how do I change my style? How do yeah. I well, and how become do I, more and make this different? How do I distinguish myself from the other people that are doing the same instruments? Yeah. How or, do we grow together mm-hmm. though is what I like. Right. I like when you're on a team of people and you're all growing in different ways, but you've got a central like a, a trunk that you're all attached to that's growing with you. Yeah. yeah that's one of the things that I, I loved about playing basketball. I still love playing basketball. I played last night and I'm super sore today because I'm a lot older than I used to be. <laughs> yeah. no. Is that how more. time works? Yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but I love like when I like playing basketball with new people that I haven't played with before or against before because I can figure out like how they play and I try to like figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are and how we can take advantage of the weaknesses if they're on the other team or take advantage of their strengths when they're on my team. So I like, I like seeing the different styles come together and yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then you can see like, who's the guy ignore because he has no strengths. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pass it to him. Don't pass it to him. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. So just let him run around the court NBA and get tired. Player. His strength is that he puts an extra man on the court. Yeah. <laughs> He's he somebody can, to guard. He'll get a rebound every now and then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> is the first job you ever wanted the same as your dream job? No, actually. The, so my first dream job or first job I ever wanted, I wanted to be a professional race car driver. And then yeah, I realized, yeah. like, I wanted to actually – be a nascar driver i know it's kind of dumb and then you realized you couldn't fit in the car yeah that was the thing is like the tallest <laughs> nascar driver was uh michael waltrip mm-hmm. and he's like six four six five mm-hmm. and they had to mm-hmm. custom like make his car <laughs> and he barely fit in it yeah. right are they kind of like uh, i'm six eleven horse jockeys so so no i love uh i love like driving cars and and uh yeah, I like going fast. I want to go fast. Look go at me, fast. Mama. I'm going <laughs> fast. Do my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was the first dream was to do that, and then, uh, 
Yeah, that died. No, then I started playing basketball, and I wanted that to. Was a super depressing way to say that. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's not because I moved on to a new dream. It's because that one died. I wanted to be a fighter morning, pilot. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. That dream dog. died the same way, mm-hmm. but a lot sooner because when you're over six foot, then you can't be a fighter pilot. And I was six foot tall in sixth grade. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, well, I, there goes that. My window's that. closing. <laughs> I knew that I couldn't be a fighter pilot because I had, you got to have 20 20 vision to be a fighter pilot. And I've had a lot of glasses and eye surgery. That's a good point, too. Yeah. I, I had to get glasses in like second grade. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't yeah. think about that. I was just more focused you on the You can still fly commercial, man. You can still fly. They That's don't make as much money true. as they used to, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to do it now. It <laughs> no, got over okay. that. <laughs> I got over that. So what? No. When? So, so the transition was from race car to fighter pilot. They, they were kind of sim- simultaneous. Are they simultaneous? Okay, so both of those died at the same time when you realized your body was just a, is abnormal and gigantic. Yes. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> when I realized that I was a freak. Is, this, a, is, this, <laughs> is this when the new dream? started to bloom well i figured you know i gotta do something with the height because since I can't, i'm a freak since i'm a freak and <laughs> an abnormal know. monster walking on this earth <laughs> right Jeez. yeah with these massive hands and feet and these long arms and legs and you know i can't be a fighter pilot or a race car driver so what can i do <laughs> like when you're looking down on your teachers you know player. something's weird right yeah when you're in middle school and you're taller than everyone else in the school including the, the teachers, teachers yeah. and the basketball coaches your teachers the, look up to you literally every day yeah so yeah that was a, i i wanted to play basketball and that stayed the dream for a long time until uh until i got hurt playing ball my senior year and uh then i realized a lot of things about myself and yeah, changed my direction in life pretty heavily. It took a while to change directions, but you know, it was kind of like it wasn't a it was 180 a, on a bicycle. It was more of like a 180 in a Disney Cruise Liner. Uh, well, I think <laughs> it took forever, but I think I think a lot of dreams are born from what we realize that we're good at. We enjoy being good at things, right? And if you're, especially if you're good at something for a while, it's hard to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then. So uh, the dream that kind of has changed a lot over the years. I've had a lot of different dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm a dreamer. Um, <laughs> well, so, your head's in the clouds. So. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, tall joke. <laughs> ah, I try not to do those all the time, but we're already yeah. on this thread. So yeah, I'm going to keep it pulling is, it. <laughs> it's fine. No, actually the dream now is uh, I'd like to be like a radio host or uh, like a arena announcer or sports broadcaster or so something like howard like that. stern or more like shaquille o'neal uh probably more like shaquille o'neal that kind of arena or i mean honestly radio broadcasting like if howard stern's interesting to me as well which is one of the main reasons why i wanted to start doing podcasting and stuff i mean cameron and i talked about doing a podcast forever when we were working together and you know finally i uh, i got the opportunity to do uh, the to be someone like the producer on a different podcast that I'm doing 
Uh, it's a mental health podcast. It's called The State of Wellness. You guys should check oh, it out. Oh, you can plug that one here. <laughs> yeah, <I'll see> <laughs> but, yeah. We're, we're not cool so, enough to be plugged on the other one. Yeah, but the other no, way it's, around. It's, it's all right. Yeah, it's we're, okay. we're obviously the better podcast because well, you didn't even need to yeah, mention man. us. You got to punch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different demographics, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but in doing that and getting that opportunity i um i had the opportunity to buy this equipment that we have and um to start this show with you guys so uh, i'm kind so of our second best is what you're telling us right no yeah, actually this is the one that i wanted to do like this is, first I, this in is his the book. one yeah honestly to be fair i'm telling the other guys you don't want to do their podcasts <laughs> no that's not what i said <laughs> that one that one opened the door to the dream right to kind of step into it. So I'm actually kind of living somewhat part of the dream in a way mm. because I wanted to do podcasts and um, I'm doing it. You know, so you know here we really, are, baby. Here we living are. the dream. You know, it would really make this your dream mm. if we were recording this podcast in a really nice soundproof room on your yacht. That'd that would be, make yeah. it the real dream. You know, and we'll put a link to our steps. Patreon in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> we need a GoFundMe page for yeah. a okay. yacht. There uh, is a way you can donate to the show, actually. But you know, yeah. Do you why guys are you have being a- cryptic about it? Go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the link will be in the description. So. Uh, okay. Please, yeah. please say it aloud for the podcast listeners who may not be on the site that has a link in the description. Well, so you can find us on all the Apple Podcasts. You can find us on uh, Spotify, pretty much any major platform, Google Podcasts. Um, the I mean, the link to the Instagram page will be in the description. The link to the email account will be in the description where you can email us if you would like to suggest a topic for a show or just talk to us, you know, ask us questions. We're not done, by the way. We're just, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're just, uh, it just, we're just came up. You know, we're, we're already going to do we're it. We're describing how to support Gareth's dream. Yeah. Thank do you man. guys, Thank do you guys have a dream nowadays, like a dream job that you would want to have? You know, my dream has never been about my job. I used to dream of being married. I know that's really sappy, but that was like my one dream. I was yeah, like, I really, I really want to like have a family. You know, that was the dream. It was, it was, it's, it's pretty natural, pretty un, uninspiring and, you know, normal for people. But that was the dream. Now that I'm as old as I am, I'm after my twenties. The dream is just, you know, I want to make enough money to be comfortable and to travel a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't to have that nice mattress yeah, hopper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I've never, I've never, I don't, I'm not a car guy. I don't, I've never dreamed to spend a ton of money on my house or my car. I would spend a ton of money on my electronics if I had the money to, to blow. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah. I'm not into a whole lot of the new toys. I don't need Alexa or anything like automatically controlled lights, but the toys that I do have, I want them to be top of the line. Obviously yeah, yeah. I want good computer monitors. I want a nice fast computer. If you're going to have fast it. internet, you yeah. know, I would love to have a whole setup where I could have multiple people in the room, like with everything linked together so that I, they wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to do it online. Like land parties, like being able to have that people in the room or have a home theater set up. That yeah. would be if I had to spend money. But the dream is just to be comfortable enough where I'm living now to hang out with the people that I want to hang out with, go out and eat every now and again. That requires help. having a job. Yeah. And hel- helping my friends out every now and again, not like give them tens of thousands of dollars, but if like helping them if they need, have a need and then having enough vacation to travel the world, not necessarily months at a time, 
but getting two weeks vacation that I can take at the same time and then be able to go overseas. That's so your, all I'm dream, for. your dream job would be like passive income? <laughs> well, there's a reason yeah. I don't do manual labor because, first of all, they hardly get those vacations. And when they do, they're yeah. too worn out to use them. Don't I know it. So I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking for an office job with at least three weeks of vacation, two weeks that I can take for overseas and then a week that I can spread throughout the year for what I need. Nice. That's, what about you, that's the dream. There you yeah, go. Current dream job? I don't know. I mean, I I really like where I'm at right now. And, like, I kind of just fell into it. Like, I got out of school looking for a job and, you know, it just kind of fell into my lap, this one. And it was like, oh, okay, well, I like this. And I don't really have the... You're content where you is. The qualifications for where I'm at right now, to yeah. be honest. So whenever I got I hired for it, it was like... <laughs> Oh, okay. Like we can, we can work with you. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it'd be really hard for me to see leaving where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. And especially like I work for a company that's like a talent acquisition kind of, and they kind of, they supply people to certain jobs. And for me to leave them would be like, it would be super hard because they put so much time and effort in trying to help me find a job. So it's like, it almost feels like, you're obligated. Yeah, it, it's it's not an obligation. It's like they were the only ones who took a chance on me. Yeah, you feel kind of like it. It's not an obligation. Repay. It's it's more like you know you stick with who trusted in you first. I'm gonna put this. Well, it's out like there. having a good agent. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. because someone's good to you doesn't mean you have to be loyal to them. No, and forever. I mean, especially if like it starts to get. As Stupid. far as businesses can turn. Like, I'm not talking it, about personal <laughs> life. <laughs> if someone's good to you in personal life, cherish that connection. But in the business world, even yeah. if you like the people that you work with, you ha- you cannot rule out other opportunities. Yeah. Because I mean, and in the long run, even though those people like you, they will drop you if they have to. It's business. It's yeah, business. and I mean, if you business, if, it, if it becomes like a, a toxic relationship between the two part, like the parties... You have to get out of it. I mean, that's kind of how it has it happens yeah. in every job. But well, as long as they're sometimes they can't offer compensating offer you me. the opportunity that you need. There is a, a ceiling on every job, and once you hit that ceiling, if you want to go further, sometimes you got to leave that job, no matter how much you like it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, then you get comfortable in that job and you just stay there forever. So you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, there it is. What you value, it really matters at that point. That's a, honestly, what you said, that's the whole reason that I switched jobs recently within the last Top four months. Is like I, I couldn't really move up in the company where I was at without taking my dad's job. But, you know, <laughs> start, <laughs> I wasn't going to do start that. Start feeding him a little bit of poison in his coffee every morning. <laughs> no. Oh, man, he's oh, getting no, real no. sick. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's got enough health problems. <laughs> no, it was... I'm not going to try to take his job. For one, I couldn't take his job because he's way better at it than I was. And two, I just don't want to do that. Uh, But Mm -hmm. it was, I couldn't move up anymore. I was kind of at like the pay limit for that type of work. Um, I loved what I did. I was really good at it, I feel like. And it was a good job. It good benefits, a good place to work, you know. It was was toxic from time to time, but that happens everywhere. But it was like the job I have now, there's a whole lot more room for me to grow in the company. It's a big, much bigger company. It's worldwide. It's, I work for Coca-Cola. I am a service technician. So it also gives you more experience 
for future job opportunities. Because right. you could always go back to doing the other thing you want if you got paid an obscene amount for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's good experience as well. And I like what I do. I really, really like what I do now. Not that I didn't like my last job, like I said. It was just, you know, going to the same place every single day, doing the same thing in a warehouse and every day doing the same thing. It becomes mm-hmm. monotonous, you know. I did it for nine years, so I did really well. It paid me well, but it was like I I became complacent and I needed to move on mm-hmm. from it. And I, I kind of wanted to get out from the umbrella of working with one of my parents, you know, and so it's kind of do something on my own. Yeah. And because there was a, like a, some part of me was like, kind of felt like I was only given the job because of family. So it was like, I didn't earn it, mm. you know, per se. Yeah. I was more than grateful for the opportunity. But I have no problem. You earned it with afterwards. Nepotism. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I think that people should be able to get into jobs that they have the ability and skill for. But also, if I'm going to get a job because someone knows me, I don't feel guilty about well, it. Well, and that's Mm-mm. the thing, though, is like the, I got this job that I have now mainly because of people who knew my dad or people who knew uh, about me, like through connections I already had within the company. Not that I asked them to help me get the job or anything. But, but your name came up. My name came up. Just name recognition is enough sometimes. Yeah. And people like vouched for me, which I was very grateful for and thankful for. But, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I really like what I do now. So, what do you got, Ray? Bringing up a conversation. If somebody that you knew was trying to get a job, would you vouch for them? Depending, depends I guess, on, it's the person. on the person. But yeah. absolutely depends on the person. It is there anybody that you, I mean, not specifically. But is there anybody that you'd be like, uh, like you would have problems like recommending this person because it's like, not that they would do anything wrong, but it's like, I don't want to volunteer they don't myself have the for quality. that. It reflects yeah. on you when you make that recommendation That's and true. you know that person doesn't have enough quality for your recommendation. To That's, I mean, you have like to weigh that in. It tarnishes your name. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> have to weigh that into the decision, but it, honestly, it depends on the person that you're recommending. And it depends on the job that they are looking to get. If you think that job would fit them, or if you think that they might succeed in that position, if you know that person well, you know their personality, you think they're a good person, then you might be willing to. It also depends know, on the recommendation. recommendation. That you make. Like That's sometimes, true. Yeah. Sometimes they'll go, Do you know this guy? And you're like, Yeah, he's a really good guy. He's a team player. Like the things that you like about him, you can yeah. tell them. But if you know that he slacks off a little bit and that he doesn't have the greatest quality work, doesn't necessarily mean he's not a good team player yeah. and that he won't learn instructions eventually. Like, like mm. you can just say good things about him and then yeah. leave it at that. No, I think anytime you Ren- recommend someone for a job, you're putting your neck on the line. Yeah, but I, I feel like the, the way that you recommend them matters because the only way that your name gets tarnished is both the person who asked you directly. So they'll remember what you said. And if they remember, hey, this guy said this about him then if you tell them a lie if you tell them yeah he's totally qualified he's going to be the best at the job they'll remember that you lied to them but if you tell them he's a good team player if you bring him in a lot of people will like him i think we can integrate him into the company that's a totally different recommendation you're setting expectations for that person's employment yeah for that for the individual you're recommending them to you just tell them what you know is positive i don't think you should lie when you recommend somebody no for sure not so Mm -hmm. random fact 
Did okay. you know that it's illegal to give somebody a bad review or like a recommendation? Really? No, it's illegal for if they call a previous business because it's called yeah. slander. You can't call tell it them. slander. Yeah. Oh. You like, can sue for that. If they if they don't show up to work, mm-hmm. you can't tell them that. Wow. The it, subtext- it can be factually it can be factually true, but you cannot do it because it's slander. The subtext is there though. Because yeah. when someone calls a previous employer and the only thing the employer says is Yes, they used to work here. Yeah. The subtext is there is nothing positive I have to say about this employee. <laughs> so, if it sounds like there's an airplane going by in the background, Cameron's making a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I'm so Because that caffeine's about to lift off the ground. About to lift him off the ground. Here's my current dream job. I want to be a writer. A yeah. writer? Mm, yeah. Paperback writer. Yeah. I want to write a book. So if we're talking about like a dream job, like actually I would love to be like a sports analyst, like analyst, analyst, whatever. Like Brad Pitt and Moneyball? An analyst? (laughs) No, Brad Pitt and Moneyball was the manager of a baseball team. The analyst was actually (laughs) Jonah Hill. Yeah, that's what I meant, Jonah Hill. (laughs) But I mean, I think that would be a fun job just to like look at the stats and everything of players and like. Especially Nothing like a fantasy, more boring to like me. a fantasy football podcast or something like that, like yeah. where you could like give advice for people. Like, I, I feel like that would be a great job to get paid for just to watch football. Yeah, should we? Launch I've always games? heard, and I agree with, is fantasy football yeah, and baseball stat sheets are just D and D for jocks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, you got to do it somehow. Right, yeah. You're looking up characters, you're comparing their stat sheets, you're making little campaigns for them before they even play the game. Yep. It's Ooh. for the the guys who wanted to be jocks but weren't talented enough. <laughs> 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 Not necessarily, because there's a lot of the jocks who are actually they really good at that turn kind of stuff. Into, oh my Dude, God, that the coffee's machine. dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's dying over there, guys. you got to save it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you what did you put in there did you just coffee <laughs> everything he put everything in there <laughs> all right what was y'all's first job first job. fast food i think we can all say right no nah, i was i worked at Fred's. oh yeah that's right oh, yeah retail yeah. <laughs> retail hey I, I was a cashier so i feel your pain yeah <laughs> i was everything i just got called for everything they were like <laughs> hey can you uh do the cash register you can stock right you can uh you can build this shelf for us and it's like i don't even is that against the law <laughs> I, I i don't think i've ever done retail i've always worked in the restaurant industry until i got full-time <laughs> cameron's in that coffee machine <laughs> giving a little beating over there for being so loud yeah he just unplugged it <laughs> it's all good bro just make your coffee you're good so your first job, Nathan, was fast food? Wendy's. Yeah. I definitely Wendy's worked illegal hours over there. I worked two full man. shifts in a row. I'll tell you about my first job. Oh, man. If Wendy's wants to sponsor us. <laughs> or if Fred's wants to hearing this, yeah. I don't know. Fred's is going out of business, actually. I think they're all, almost all the way out. Hey, man, when you're going out of business, might as well just throw a little money off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you already Walgreens, Walgreens bought Fred's Pharmacy. Oh, yeah. They yeah. own Fred's Pharmacy, and they transferred everything over to Walgreens. Oh, shoot. If Walgreens wants to sponsor us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a running gag, <laughs> but it's not a gag. It's if you, guys, if you want to sponsor us, hit us That's up. a gag. <laughs> so what you got? What was your first job, Cameron? Oh. 
My first job was in uh, HVAC, actually, coincidentally. Really? Yeah. HVAC. HVAC. Like, HVAC, man. That's what you're doing not now. even part-time yeah, and everything no. else? Uh, no, it was full-time, actually. I was... You didn't have any part-time jobs before you did HVAC? 15 or 16 or something like that. That was my very first job. It's because hmm. of the guy... My family had just moved in with another family from our church. Yeah. And um, he owned an HVAC business. So he let me work with him. I was like 15 or 16, but that dude, <laughs> he worked me like like a dog because he was cheap. He worked me like 16 to 18 hour oh days underneath houses, rolling out line sets, digging ditches for drainage lines and everything. It was tough work. And like, he would only pay me for like 11 or 12 hours. And like, I was like 16, so I was just like, okay. Like, whatever. I'm not doing whatever, anything with like this. What a jerk. Yeah, I know. So I did that for a couple months. Yeah. Wow. His business eventually went under. <laughs> he can't sponsor us, Gareth. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. What about you? Like such a nice guy. He can't sponsor us, but he can donate to the show. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Gareth? So Ray my was first tell me was me was fast food. What was yours? I mean, my first job was. Uh, he was a good dude, by the way. Side note: Just you know, a little shady in the business. Not area. a great businessman. <laughs> I mean, from what you've said, I don't. Ag- I don't think I, I think you're just covering more. person off of one scene. You know <laughs> you're covering more. There's different sides to people, okay? That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Front to back. He's trying to save his business over here, and he sees cheap labor, <laughs> and he's like, that's how I'm going to do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. That's fair. We, we shouldn't tear him down. Well, I mean, is it fair? It wasn't fair to Cameron. It wasn't fair to Cameron, but it was a desperate Why does Cameron move. deserve fair? Hmm? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Well, that's a no. That's, that's another, a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, we won't get into that. Anyway, right Gareth, your first job. Yeah, my Gareth. first job was actually at the place that I just left. Uh, I the worked one. there while I was in high school, like, and while I was uh, in college, and then like right after I dropped out of college, uh, I worked there. <laughs> Can't really <laughs> coffee continues to ruin the podcast. You that coffee, bro. Yeah, bro. This Sorry. coffee is the main part good. of this podcast. Yeah. Now it's another member. Ask right. it what its job was. Why don't you uh, Beans. Why don't you tell us what kind of coffee that is? Black silk. Black silk. Silt or the, silk. The company. Oh, community. Community. If community <laughs> wants this coffee. <laughs> hey, it's a possibility. That's good old Southern coffee yeah, right there. I set you up for that one. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I would just work there. I would like sweep the shop or mop the floors, do stripping and waxing floors. Stripping, then waxing the floors. Yeah, oh. you have to strip the old oh. wax. That's kind of kinky. So, <laughs> so what you do is you gotta, yeah, of course, you gotta strip, and then you gotta put the actual Excellent. stripping gum. <laughs> There's a compound that you I use with stripping. <laughs> is it lotion? No, it's uh, some sort of chemical. Yeah, that's what lotion is. It's really yeah, it's chemical. we don't know what it is. Well, it's really like liquid. Oh, so it's, it's a, yeah, so it's lotion. Nah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I would do that, and then I would do. Uh, I was the shop hand, so like whatever they needed me to do. No. Oh, I you would, must Jesus, be super. Man. You must have been super underpaid, though. I, oh every shop God. hand I've known is like, "What's minimum wage? Can we do fifty cents under that?" Actually, I was well paid for what I did. I think it was like eight dollars an hour, which back then holy crap, that's way above minimum wage. Wasn't back then. bad, yeah, and it was cash. So 
Yeah. Non-taxable. He was a stripper, basically. Yeah, man. He was actually he was a stripper. stripper. I was. A stripper and a waxer. There you go. <laughs> so he that's one of the benefits. For his goods. Uh, well. <laughs> I didn't. I got. When we were working at the same time, I was getting $7 an hour, and I was still getting paid above everybody else I was working with. <laughs> so that's one of the benefits of working with family, you know? Yeah. Honestly. But then my first, like, official job, I guess, would be when I went to work uh, for a place called All Serve Industrial Supply. If they want to sponsor us. They got money. I know. Yeah, if they want to go bring it on. <laughs> so, My dad buys hoses from there, so. Yeah. That'll, this is, we're just going to make it our logo. Please sponsor us. Just, <laughs> just at the bottom of it just yeah. says, if you want to sponsor us. A little mm-hmm. asterisk and... The HVAC company, uh, he paid me under the table too. But my first actual like on the books job was at Target, doing the overnight um, stocking. Oh, that's yeah. Awful, when the man. trucks would come in, I would unload the trucks and stock the shelves and everything. I would start at midnight and get off at four. The only Dang. one that I know that is worse is when you work at a grocery store doing because you have to go into the freezer in the middle of the freaking <laughs> night. Yeah, I always wanted to work at a donut shop. Yeah. Just hmm. because my, my sleep schedule was always like backwards from people. So yeah. I was like, well, then you would like be 300 me. pounds probably. Probably. Right. <laughs> It'd been worth every bite. Yep. It would have. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the things about my job now. Well, never mind. Yeah, I've people, already gone there. So like I'll go and work on a cooler at a donut shop or something. And then the owner will be there and he's like, do you want a donut? I was like, I would love a donut. See, I think people have this assumption like, though. I didn't ask so I to be clear. <laughs> yeah, it's like I already bought some, but yeah. you know, if you want to just give me one, that's cool. I never asked for the donuts. Okay, just want to make that clear. That's the clear distinction. I they just offered knew they would offer me. them you and I it. made myself available. No, I did the, my job and while I was there, the guy offered me a free donut, so I accepted because I didn't want to be rude. Curtis. You know, That's exactly why I would <laughs> accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't look bad for the company, so right. you have to accept it. And I swear that donut tasted better than a normal donut <laughs> that I paid for. I'll never forget free donuts, we or to, less uh, donuts. with Jimmy to go cook some steaks and Jake and we hadn't eaten for like six hours. Just dropping so many names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying last names, but they, yeah. they'll know these names if you listen to your other podcasts. They're actually. not going to listen to this. Jimmy John and um, Jake Smith. <laughs> but we went and cooked with them. It was like six hours. We hadn't eaten. We All we had were like some cracklings and stuff. Yeah. And then they finished that first steak that we, and then they let oh, us yeah. eat like the yeah. first little bit of It's the best steak I've ever had in my freaking life man imagine yeah. how good a steak must taste if you're the one that goes out and kills the dang thing prepares the it's dang thing and cooks well, the dang Joe thing Rogan, I mean, you're, you're gonna like have that grass elk fed or elk deer or <laughs> pig or whatever yeah big, big steak big steak i hear elk steaks are really good mm-hmm. yeah from joe rogan but imagine like yeah you know how, much, how good guy. it must taste knowing if that. joe rogan wants to help us out if he wants to come on the podcast he's <laughs> more than welcome more i than feel welcome. like i feel like if i'd eat elk steak now i'd be severely disappointed like the way he hypes it up man i'd eat it and i'd be <laughs> yeah. like this is almost exactly like cow steak <laughs> mm, man sometimes he posts his breakfast where he does those elk strips with eggs and jalapenos mm, that sounds oh, good man. Jesus. This is my, turning my into favorite a food my favorite yep. breakfast in the that's, whole entire world is steak and eggs most people's first job is in the food industry or in retail and then yeah. it's in retail they're in grocery stores half the time mm. so yeah. we're always we're all these starving kids surrounded by food that we're told not to eat i mean what mm, are you gonna do yeah eat Eat, eat. Find a way to steal from the company, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We don't endorse that. No, we, don't we, do endorse not, we do it, not endorse it. But I know it, but there are people eating Big Macs that they didn't pay for. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So I have a question. If you could go back and like shape your life how you wanted it, mm. what would your job be? Starting from what point? Trust fund baby. Because if I was... <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, yes. you Head of a nonprofit organization that my parents started. Born into the same situation. <laughs> if but, I was like 10 but you years know, old, yeah, I would be let's king say, of the world. <laughs> I would set the goal to be king of the world. Let's, let's, okay, let's like, set something realistic. <laughs> yeah. So like your original dream job, like Stop if you were younger, how would you shape your life differently to maybe achieve one of your dreams? If I was a stunt, if I wanted to be a stunt man... Let's see. I would probably start out you learning how to drive, to yeah. learning how to drive, getting in shape, learning, taking classes to know how to do body movements and all those fake fight yada yada. Learning yada. how to fall is one of the most important. Learning how to fall, yeah. Learning how to fight without fighting. I would probably, yeah, I would probably <laughs> move to L.A. I don't know what I would do so after that point. You never learned yeah. how to drive? <laughs> yeah, you Art said worked uh, out at that time when I wanted oh. to be a. They would do it more, driver, no. more intentionally. Yeah. yeah. It never scared you when you heard stuff like the Deadpool uh, motorcycle driver girl that died or some of these stunt performers that were put in wheelchairs for life because they weren't respected by the directors that were directing them. Mm-hmm. That never scared you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm young and dumb. <laughs> Part of the business, bro. Hey, man, ain't going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think when you're young. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, for the race car driver thing, I guess I would, uh, stunt my growth somehow. Uh, <laughs> you found somebody who'd build a big enough car for you. Can you cut yeah. these, these, uh, tendons well, that are one making good me grow? <laughs> <laughs> Can you destroy my growth plates? Uh, <laughs> you see how the gas pedal has a long enough rod that goes between it and the engine. I want you to cut that off. Just the gas pedal touches the engine so I can put my foot so on it. Let me put my toe in the throttle. So yeah. I go fast. I'm just going <laughs> to just reach up in the yeah. underneath I'm the just hood. Just going to pull the throttle control yeah. on the carburetor myself. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> no. Thankfully, there are cars uh, in drag racing called dragsters, top fuel dragsters. They're very long and skinny like me. F1? So, no. Oh, okay. Go no, ahead. it's drag Sorry. racing. F one's basically drag racing. No, F one is not drag racing. <laughs> they have at all. they have straight lanes that they run. They don't they always have, do curves. They turn. That's the main difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about the ones that have the parachutes behind them. Yeah. No, that's top fuel drag. Yeah, that's the one dragsters. I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. That's we we're talking about the same thing. I no. just said F one yeah, instead yeah, yeah, of yeah, what yeah. you were talking about. Okay. Okay. Cool. They're shaped the same. They have There's, the same needle nose. It's similar. Wheels yeah. on the side that come out that don't have a wheel uh, wheel yeah. well. Engines behind them. I can see the similarities. Yeah, yeah. they're these almost, almost. Wheels. They're not the same they exact. Got wheels. They, they have got a very wings. similar look to F one. <laughs> they're a <Sorry>. car. <laughs> they got a steering wheel. Yeah. They got a motor. They got helmets. And yeah. How would you make this dream come true? No, basically, step one, I would, a car. Well, step one would be to actually uh, ask my dad to buy like what's called a junior dragster, which is a basically just a small version for kids. And they have programs where they like teach the kids how to race in these really slow for the kids. It's not slow, but for, you know, it's a smaller dragster for a child that teaches them how to race. Right. So then you work your way up, you buy a little bit bigger one, you get a little bigger one. And then eventually you get a job like maybe driving for a professional team. And then, you know, if I still grew to be a 
freak giant, <laughs> as you so aptly stated. Uh, <laughs> maybe they could uh, build a custom car to where I could drive. No, Nathan called you an, an abomination, I think. Oh, okay. Well, we got to get I the terminology right. <laughs> I don't, I've never said that on this podcast. On oh, this one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I would so. ask you two, but you didn't have dream jobs well, when you were young. Actually, okay. yeah, let's go ahead and answer. I would I would have loved to have been like a NFL QB. Uh-huh. And yeah. so, <laughs> the, I mean, the main thing is like getting into sports and like actually like playing. Like we always like played around like at church or like we threw in the backyard and it was like you know you you could see a little bit of an ability but i never trained it it was never like brought to fruition so it never worked at it yeah if i could have went back and like actually shaped it it's like maybe maybe it would have turned out okay and maybe not i mean maybe you end up in the same place i also had something that was close to a dream but i would never i didn't have the passion to pursue it so it, it was never a dream job but i would have enjoyed being in a professional orchestra there you um, go that would have been but i didn't have the competitive spirit because that takes 24 7 work you have to be practicing when you're not playing and when you're playing you're still practicing i watched yeah. Line the other day yeah like oh yeah it's, that's such a good movie. it's in, it's yeah. heavily intense to make it to the level where you actually make a living off of it yeah and it's not guaranteed that you stay in an orchestra you have to constantly be keeping the edge and yeah, i just yeah. didn't have that competitive spirit and there's always a possibility that like a 14 year old asian kid is going to take your spot yeah. <laughs> have you seen that movie the about the drummer um was it called whiplash yeah that one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. miles teller and miles teller um and i was about to say miles J- morales uh, 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 close enough <laughs> is it spider-man yeah J.K. Simmons? Yeah, Pictures J.K. Simmons. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> he was J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The dude was intense in that movie. I Whiplash. never got to watch it yet. Why I was he intense? To. He didn't have a house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know how in L.A. they have the homeless yeah. campments. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of tents out there. Yeah. He was in one of those. He was in one of those? Yeah. yeah. Playing drugs. <laughs> Playing drugs. That's not quite my tempo. <laughs> Yeah, that was such a crazy scene, man. I've, he, I've only he flipped seen flipped the car and still made it to the rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the rehearsal. It's a show. good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't alert. spoil every. Spoiler I just alert. said I haven't uh, watched this movie. It's that's like, not even the climax. You don't know who. It's like oh, I know minutes. exactly who. It was Miles Teller who flipped his car and he got there late. So don't say anything else. <laughs> it was like 19 years ago. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah right? I would have watched it. That's it one was of the like that's three like, years ago. This is a really bad comparison, <laughs> but I just want to evoke that emotional. It's like watching Passion of the Christ. You really have to be. I can't believe you spoiled the ending yeah. of Sixth Sense. <laughs> you have to really be in a mood for a movie like that. That something that's going to take an emotional toll on you. What happens in Passion of the Christ? I thought that's what uh, he was about. I thought you were about to be like, I can't believe you something spoiled like it's passionate, the right? of Passion of the Christ. <laughs> I thought he was going to say the same thing to be honest. <laughs> no, uh, you know what ruined the end of Sixth Sense for me? Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> no, no. Fifty First Dates. Where that's like, that's a huge plot point of how the brother gets tired of watching Sixth Sense with his sister, so he'll mess with her and like tell her the oh, ending yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Not a bad movie, Fifty First Dates. All right, what's the worst job? Worst you job you ever had? No. Okay. Yeah. What's the worst job? I was gonna say worst job that you think exists. <laughs> but yeah. The well, worst job me, you've ever had. For me, the worst job would probably be a jockey. 
but oh, yeah. Yeah. that I exists. No, every... I would love to be a jockey. I'm short for enough. For me, <laughs> I was saying for me, it would be terrible. I do I could want to be a gymnast. I could sit point. on the horse. Mm-hmm. My feet would be on the ground still. Yeah. <laughs> go, like, go, come on, bro. <laughs> would that give me a competitive advantage? Garrett would be the one. He would be the one when the horse yeah, gets tired. Pick up the pick up the horse. Garrett be sitting in the saddle and his legs would be touching the ground. He'd be running for the horse. Yeah. Like, let's go, buddy. It's a six-legged horse out there. Garrison had the thighs of a god. <laughs> you, you're saying I don't now. Oh, yeah, not like this. <laughs> you would see Gareth coming from a distance in this odd, like, really weird shape. He'd be coming like a pair. It's just the thighs would be coming all the way out. <laughs> I would, you know what would happen is if I was a jockey, the gate would open, the horse would take off, I'd hit my head on the top of the gate. Knock yeah, me out. The horse would just be running with be nobody like, on. Oh god! <laughs> no. So anyway, worst job you ever had? Go ahead. Kim. Worst job I've ever had. Probably that HVAC one. I was going to say the Target one. I think. Yeah. Eighteen-hour days didn't compare to this. Yeah. <laughs> but if Target wants to sponsor, <laughs> yeah, I think Target. Target was the worst job. It was just it sucked like having to get there at midnight, yeah. knowing that there's four more hours. More hours to go of this BS. <laughs> For me, it was uh, definitely working at Mazin's in the restaurant industry and then at, at the funeral home. And the only reason they weren't worse than they wait, are wait. now. Which one was worse then? They were both equally bad. Oh, okay. And right. the only reason they weren't worse Free is me. because I was working with people that were family and friends. Like, what did you what did say? say? Free meat at both places. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, the restaurant anyway. industry one is is awful. <laughs> it's because you're back there, you're getting these quick, instant demands that you can hardly meet, and you're doing that all night. And then, then you're getting there, and you're barely cleaning up at twelve o'clock. And at the restaurant I worked at, he always had friends in that came in after we were already closed up. So we'd have to open everything back up and cook for them and then clean up again. Yeah, yeah, that was, oh, that man. And I wouldn't get home until like 2 in the morning because of these jerks that would walk in. Yeah, yeah. And it was constant. It was constant like stuff like that. It wasn't just the customers. It was back in the kitchen, the demands that were being made of you. It was like, I'm sorry, I'm doing the best I can, you know? You close at yeah. 9, it's 8.45. Yeah, it's, yeah. it was, that was awful. And then Johnson's funeral home that I worked at, it's not necessarily that... If they want to sponsor us. It's not It's not because there were dead <laughs> people. Right. Um, I just didn't jive with some of the people that worked there. It was not necessarily always their fault, but there was just some... Not a very lively bunch. No. <laughs> <laughs> there were some personality <laughs> conflicts that were going on and I just I didn't really Yeah. They were really stiff. I had <laughs> I, I was working with a friend there. Um so we, we got along, but I didn't get along with a lot of the other people. Not necessarily their own fault, but it just it was a bad it was also in the middle of that whole thing I was talking about where I moved away from home and then oh, came back yeah. and so like there was a bunch of stuff that compounded. So both of those jobs were in the middle of that. So would you say that your mental state was in decay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to tell you oh that these jokes got older than your tall jokes years ago. Yeah, well, you know. I will tell you that working at the funeral home, um, you don't realize, you start to realize the real difference between seeing something online or on TV and then seeing it in real life. Did you ever do the embalming? No. <laughs> I mean, I've been in the room when they were doing the embalming, but I I wasn't a funeral director. You got to go to school yeah. for that. Yeah. 
What a wait. <laughs> like, what do you want to go to school for? Well, you get good money about that. And it's a two year <laughs> school. Why not be a funeral director? Yeah, no, for yeah. Real. Um, but never go out of business. Yeah. But the, like, I, I remember they brought in this one guy who had been in his house for a week and he was obese. And it was, I'd seen some, you, you see something like that in movies, you see it online. I've seen some really messed up stuff in video yeah. and online, like real life murders and stuff like that. Yeah. But seeing this dead body in person, especially with all these green and purple veins and everything across his flesh and a little bit of the smell and see, and being close enough to touch it is a totally different shock to the system than what you would think it is. Like online is in, it completely divorced from the real world. And that's when I, that was one of the moments in my life that truly made me realize that. <clears throat> you ever, yeah. does the body like inflate when they start to pump it up? With a, they don't pump it up. Formaldehyde, whatever. So, yeah, like a bicycle you know, pump. You, <laughs> you know how, uh, like, if you're going to, like, when you suck the gasoline through the tube, what's that called? Siphon. Siphon it, yeah. You know how you siphon gasoline? Mm -hmm. So, that's how you embalm. Basically, you find a vein. You siphon out the blood and, and put in you them. siphon out the blood. So, as the blood's so like, being siphoned out, the embalming fluid is being sucked in. So, it's like dialysis, but instead of yeah, blood, they're exactly putting like in. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay. So, the problem comes in when, like, they have a lot of burst blood vessels and stuff like that, but mm. they, I'm not a funeral director. I don't know how exactly they got around it, but they, there's also some pretty gnarly cases. They have to, I've seen them putting skulls back together. Yeah. Like you have yeah, people who come in from close. motorcycle accidents and stuff yeah. like that. They have to put the, they either have to put a plate in or some of the skull back together. If it's even good enough, they can fix it enough for viewing. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, they just have to do a closed casket. casket. Right. But <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they've had and we got babies and stuff in there too that don't get cremated oh gosh like this being in a now, funeral home that. makes you realize that death death seen through the impassive mirror mm -hmm. of the computer is nothing like death experienced in real life yeah. we were talking about this at work the other day and uh she said there was a friend that she had and they had liver they had a liver issue and when you die of a liver issue your skin becomes like a yellowish tint yeah well it was so bad like he became green when they did the, the embalming embalming like process and mm. they were like dude why did you even let this be like a open like view well, okay. and they were like well the guy kept like insisting like oh it has to be open and it's like nah this. you should step in as a funeral director yeah, and be like yeah. this is this is way too bad like you can't there are some tools for funeral directors such as makeup and they also have a bunch of different colored lights that you don't really notice but that are shining on the casket so they can adjust yeah. that mm. they to kind of it give was, it a livelier glow it was so bad like the kid like had to see his like his dad like that and it was like mm -hmm. that's terrible yeah. like yeah. that's your my, last vision of your father yeah i was gonna say one of my favorite parts of funerals but that sounds very uh <laughs> there, you can macabre. have a favorite part of it <laughs> i love funerals yeah. this is my favorite yeah. part dude no. i went to I, there were funerals they had there where they were playing highway to hell man there's a lot of irreverent <laughs> things that you can have at a funeral oh wow no going up and uh, viewing, viewing the body is important i don't i don't know it freaks me out but i like force myself to do it if it's weird for me i don't even want to go to a funeral like most of the time so it's weird yeah. for me on the walk out. I like, like if it's somebody I know, I like to the the opportunity to like to walk by and have my own private thoughts, like in my or conversation in my head with this person, and to have the time that I need. But on the walk out, it's so weird. It's like, do I touch them? Do I say something? Do I hug them? Do I hug the family on the way out? If it's like somebody else's family that I'm there for, like, do or do I not bother them because we're all trying to walk out the door? Like, I hate that whole process. Mm. 
Yeah. Because so, you don't want to offend. You want to be there for comfort. You don't want it to be awkward for them. But also, you don't know what the right thing is because they're grieving. They're in a totally different headspace than they normally are. You don't know what they expect, and you don't want to do the unexpected. Yeah. We could we could bring up your conversation that you had. With, with what? About, uh, that we had on Discord. About dead people? About the funeral. Just remind me. Well, if If you should go to one, if you... Oh no! Okay, so I had a coworker. <laughs> oh, I know what gosh. he's talking about. Okay, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. This is getting off topic from the dream, but I feel like it's a good, it's good off topic. topic. <laughs> we always um, get off topic. I had a coworker. I have a coworker. He's currently trying to date right now. He's trying to get out there. He's started seeing this girl. He'd only been on two dates with her, and she couldn't go on a third date with him. She had to cancel because her grandmother had died. I had other coworkers at the office trying to convince this dude that it would be a good idea to show up to visitation. Like, that was hmm. something you would want to do when you're only two dates in with a girl is meet her parents at her at grandmother's it. funeral. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. grieving. Hey, I'm they your They were boyfriend. like, oh, it would mean so much to her. And I was like, no, it wouldn't. It would be weird. Hey, I'm not even your girl. I'm not. She's not even my girlfriend, but I'm here and you've met me now, mom and dad. Yeah, um, that depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. I saw a video the other day of... Uh, if they invite you, you never show up if unexpected. They you, yeah. Yeah. I saw a if video they the want other day, your support and uh, you feel comfortable, you can go. Even um, if they like invited me, I'd have a... Mind. Like, if you know. <laughs> trying no, to say go something. Ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. It's not even that interesting or important. Go ahead. No, exactly go, what this podcast ahead. is for. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. Fits right in, huh? Yeah. Uh... No, it was a it was the it was a wedding and the bride was about to throw the bouquet behind her. Yeah, and it's like she's getting ready to throw it one two, and then she stops and turns around and walks up to another girl and just gives it to her and like talk whispers something to her, and then she turns around and her boyfriend proposes to her at this girl's <gasps> wedding and like Whoa. she was okay with it. <laughs> and I was like, well, man, if I don't... the bride's okay with it, yeah, that's I fine. That's, okay. That was my as thing with groom, the funeral thing. Like, if she's groom, okay with it, then whatever. As a groom, I have a different view of weddings. I feel like weddings and funerals are for everybody else. They're not for the person that is the center point of them they're for the family that's there so if the bride mm. is okay with it and that person who's proposing so. has family and friends there yeah i'm okay with it as the groom but i would never ever be okay <laughs> with an unexpected one oh, oh yeah no, for sure. that would not be okay with me if they did, if we discussed it and we all got comfortable with it i would do it it would be even worse if somebody proposed at a funeral no, it's it's not unheard of. Oh, no, I, I love you, babe. Ray, what was your worst job? Friends. Did we go over that already? It was my like it was not his why first it job. was worst job. It was simultaneously like the best job and the worst job because the people there weren't terrible, and they like they made it enjoyable, and like the the people were okay, but the job itself was awful, and like it was, I mean, work like 12 hour days as a part-time um, yeah. no health insurance yeah but still working a full-time yeah, job pretty much yeah so it was like you know the job itself was bad but like the people there were like they were nuts <laughs> they were so much fun but it was like it was always like what's going on with you guys can you tell a story about the the mouse trap oh the one with the <laughs> also it was infested with like mice so yeah. we had food and there was a food aisle and there was a lady like shopping she's got her like her bag of chips or whatever and she's like "Ooh!" and i 
I ran around the corner and there's a mouse in the middle of the aisle and I had a sticky trap. I spun mover and like slapped the rat with the the <laughs> sticky trap. <laughs> and she was like, What was that? And I was like, Uh, you don't want to eat here. <laughs> and she was like, uh and she just put her bag of chips back and like yeah. she just starts taking all the groceries out of her cup. <laughs> <laughs> Put oh, them yeah. back on the shelf. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. So you did probably you saved her this, from the plague or something. You slapped this sticky side down on the floor. Yeah. How did you take it off the floor? I mean, you could just pull it off the floor. It wasn't too too sticky. I mean, it stuck, but you were like, mm-hmm. so you pulled it off like a griddle. Yeah. <laughs> the rat was like, ah! the rat's like, what the heck just happened to me, dude? It's like, hey, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> I like I those like are, the fact that those are not humane. By the way, I don't know who in the oh, they're, no, they're not like they were like oh yeah it's it's less painful for the rat. It's like yeah they rip off their I skin. Like I don't know what I don't think so. nah. when it comes to a pest problem. I don't care about humane. I will be no, completely no. honest. <laughs> yeah, like but, if they have hundreds of thousands of them when they should only have a few thousand, I don't care that it's inhumane. Call them. Because that's what you're doing. You're calling them. You're committing a mini genocide to make sure that they don't overrun things. They don't pay rent. The worst worst one, though, we had a, like, in the stock room, they were really bad. And they had babies in a box. So there was a, like, he, he was a war vet. And he, like, opened the box outside. And there's, like, probably like 13 or 14 babies that fall out. And we had to stomp the baby rats to death. Oh, my God. And it was, like... Okay, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's like, it, where, what, what happened here? Like, like where's what did the I line? do? Yeah, what did I do with my life to be here? <laughs> Can't you just put them in a? Okay, I know this isn't necessarily more humane, but at least you're not stomping them to death. Put them in a box without air, like no air holes. Just put them in the box. So just you want to throw the box? Well, but in. here's the thing: the they're going to get out. To death is a lot quicker of a death. Yeah, but they're going to die. Suffocating. If you suffocate. You slowly drift. You don't. It's not as painful. You just pass out and then you die. My boss was a diver <clears throat> back in my the job I had before this. He used to be a professional diver. He used to like go under and clean oil spills, whatever. Yada yada. Uh, he said that one time he was underwater. His air supply got cut off for some reason. He couldn't breathe, and they were trying to pull him up, but he was just too far down. So he was holding his breath. He's holding his breath. They're trying to pull him up, pull him up, pull him up. He couldn't, uh, his mask had filled up with water. Mm. So he's holding his breath and they're just yanking him, him, him up as fast as they can. And he said it was just, it was just too far down. He couldn't hold his breath anymore. He says he remembers just taking a, he remembers taking a deep breath in and then that was it. He doesn't remember anything else. Jeez. He's like, the next thing he remembers, he was just, he was, uh, he woke up on the boat, on the deck of the boat, like coughing up water. Wow. How I've far never, down was he? I don't know. Cause I, I mean, that, for sure. that would be like. I would be scared that I would get the bins and that. You have to yeah, be a few another, dozen feet another, down. Yeah, you don't yeah. necessarily get the bins, but you do have to go up slowly to avoid yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's why they were taking so long, too, because they're, they're... You they're have to be slow up, enough. They were pulling yeah. them up as fast as they could, Yeah, and he just couldn't hold his breath anymore. But I would, yeah. I would just always imagine drowning would be horrible because like you're trying to breathe but you can't but as far as he describes it it's just like you try to breathe and then you just pass out or black out I think there's a little a bit of burning at first <laughs> when you can't breathe but eventually yeah. you pass out before you die like there's still a, a large amount of time for someone else to get to you 
but the thing I is is I think it's the fight or flight. Like I've watched videos of people who are half like diving videos who are half drowning or where their air got cut off when they were not in the right place. And that fight or flight panic that happens, mm. that's what terrifies me. Mm-hmm. That feeling of fear. Yeah. I think like the most is like the anticipation of it. Like, I mean, because if you're not wanting to drown, you're like holding your breath like he was like that anticipation of like knowing that you have to take a breath eventually is like the the worst. Yeah. Like, you know, how like, long can I stay yeah. like this? Imagine doing something for 30 years of your life and then not being suddenly able to. not being able to. Mm. 30, like it's involuntary. 30 years consecutively it's never had to think about it and suddenly you're having to think about it. not only you're having to think about it you can't do it yeah, yeah which is why i feel bad for people who get put in wheelchairs and stuff like that when they're already pretty far along in their life yeah i've never had something like that extreme but i've sucked in like a pretty good amount of water before in my lungs and mm-hmm. it was very very bad yeah like I there think was a the whole like, couple minutes part, yeah though, right? for sure it was a, I mean, <laughs> such a stupid situation. I was drinking a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Not even underwater. <laughs> I was drinking the water. The water just <laughs> came at me, bro. It came at me. Life comes at you fast, man. The was, water bottle came out of nowhere. It was so dumb because I was drinking a water bottle and somebody made me laugh. And I literally like just sucked, sucked in, in the all the water, like the whole water bottle almost. And it sucked it into my lungs and then I couldn't exhale. Like I couldn't get the water out. So I just like bent, I bent over in my chair <coughs> and my face was almost on the floor. And I was just letting the water like run out. It was horrifying, dude. It was bad. And, and then nobody knew what was streaming down yeah. your cheeks and everything like else. Nobody else in the entire place. Cause I was in a public place, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody knew what was going on. They just saw me out of nowhere. Just, dying so (laughs) i've watched some i've watched some videos of where they were trying to like raise awareness of what drowning looks like about like kids that were barely saved in time what drowning looks like we all think it looks like splashing and everything like that but the problem is is that's not what's happening when someone's drowning it's silent it just happens without anybody noticing you just go under the water and then you're never come up again yeah. You have to notice that someone's not coming up. That's all you get. You don't get this thrashing or any because even if they're thrashing under the water, they're not close enough to the surface to to make any yeah. noise. No, if they're thrashing, that means that they still have some capability to get air. Yeah, in. they're fighting. That was a thing. Is like whenever I I had all that water go in my lungs, it was I didn't hardly move for a few seconds. It was just like sitting there, like in this still state, just trying like forcing the water out of my lungs and it wouldn't come out. So yeah. And it was when just these, these the people, panic and the thrashing and all that kind of wild stuff happened whenever I finally was able to get a little bit of air. So someone's yelling, I, I, I need help. You, you at least know that you have a few, few seconds to help them <laughs> before they really need help. Yeah. Like they need help. Yeah, obviously you can, you can take something is happening. <laughs> something is happening, but you at least know that they have a little bit of life left yeah. in them. Like help, help. So Gary, I'll get in there. The in a scary, little bit. the scary part is like <laughs> I got a drink. It's like they come under the, they go under the water, and it's not even a plop. It's just like a, just a slow. The water yeah. barely moves, and then they're just gone. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> they're thrashing about <laughs> just like hold on no no they're screaming let me finish this bagel real quick it's terrifying though. <laughs> they're good, it's, they're good. it's terrifying though because it's one of those things it's just like one it's a snap moment and you can miss it yeah just, you can blink and miss it literally mm. one of those moments where you can blink 
and miss someone and they die. Yeah. So that guy, he uh, he does HVAC now. He's did it for, done it for years before he started diving. But diving is his dream job. Oh yeah, it was his dream job. Yeah. My brother yeah. used to want to be. Tell him he wants welder. to donate to the show. We brought up his dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a shout out. So Gareth, <laughs> yes, your dream was basketball. Was there ever a moment? in your life where you thought okay i'm on the track like this could actually happen oh for sure was there like a stretch of time and how long was that stretch of time for sure what was going on whenever so so i actually like i tried out for the basketball team in eighth grade in middle school Mm -hmm. i was six foot three in eighth grade i did not make the team and (laughs) i was not like i wasn't a good basketball player but i was better than the couple of people that made it onto the team and that was not me saying that that was other people that are on the team they were like dude i don't know why you didn't make it you're way better than these other guys Mm -hmm. i don't know so that motivated me to actually work really hard to make myself good enough to be on the team Mm -hmm. so then how old uh, are you again this was in eighth grade so it was like maybe 13 14 ish so then i made the freshman team uh, of course, I walked into the office and the basketball coach was like, golly. Was like, yeah, you're on the team. Yeah. <laughs> you could just stand under the goal over so there. I was, just lift your arms up. I was yeah. like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six when I started my freshman year. So in two months, I grew three inches in height. Oh, my God. So <laughs> did you have growing pains? Yes, all the time. You did? All the time. I've never experienced those. So <laughs> one of the good things was like I had a size 15 shoe when I was a freshman in high school. And I was six six, but my foot stopped growing my freshman year, so I got a lot of coordination over the next few years. So I got a lot better, and I worked really really hard. Like the summer between my sophomore and junior year, I pretty much worked on basketball almost every single day, um, and I was working on every part of my game. I wanted to be like as versatile as possible. Whatever I yeah, had to do. Yeah, like if I had to be put in a situation, like if I had to shoot the ball, I wanted to be able to make it. I wanted to be able to shoot the ball because there was this trope that the big man can't shoot, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't like that. (laughs) I wanted to be able to shoot. I wanted to be able to dribble the basketball. I wanted to be able to play perimeter defense. Like I didn't want to just get run around, you know. Uh, I wanted to be able to be good defensively on every part of the floor, you know. I wanted to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be so round, he'd roll off the court. Right. <laughs> so he the ball wanted ball, to be right? fat. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all it was. I just wanted to be a complete player, you know. Yeah. I wanted. I worked on passing the ball, like anticipating where people were going to be passing and all so that kind of stuff. in high so, school, while you were going doing so all that, you had the mindset of, like, I can I had do the this. Mindset. It's going to make it. Like, I'm going to make it. It was the mindset of, like, if I work hard enough at this, I can do it. And it was. Did that follow you into college? Nope. So nope. I have a question. Did you, because <laughs> okay. I, I definitely experienced this at one point academically. Did you ever have the big fish, small pond feeling? Like you hit, you've met a group of people or were in a situation where you started to realize I'm not as, I'm not bad, but I'm not a, near as good as I thought I was. Yeah. So I had the opportunity, um, whenever I was a, between my junior and senior year, I got to play in, uh, on an AAU team, which is the amateur athletic union. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a step up from high school, a step below college. Okay. Right. So it's, it's basically like tournament, tournament baseball. Like the best players in high school get together on a, uh, from different high schools, get together on a team and they go play like tournaments Yeah, mm-hmm. and they go travel around and, and play different other teams. Right. 
So I was playing for a team called Team Louisiana. And uh, that really opened my eyes. Like, Where were y'all from? Well, Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually most of the players were from eastern Louisiana. Right, and they're all from South Louisiana. Because the West over sucks. In, well, there, were, <laughs> there wasn't very many of us that were very good. You saying that opened the door to what? It opened my eyes to, eyes. like, there's a whole lot of other uh, kids out there my age that are just as good and better than me. Mm-hmm. So it made me really want to work even harder. And playing there really um, made me be more aggressive on the court which was one of the big flaws in my game was I wasn't very aggressive. That doesn't sound right. Well, it's because <laughs> I am now. So <laughs> I fixed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now then the really big shock was we had a pretty good team, right? So that wasn't the shock, but uh, <laughs> we actually qualified for the national tournament in Florida. And so there's teams from all over the United States and some from out of the country that would go to this tournament. So we went and I got to play against guys that are in the NBA now, like, and playing professionally all over the globe. And that was a huge wake up call. That was like, you know, there's this other kid that's also, he met a LeBron like figure, right? (laughs) I was, I played against Harrison Barnes. Now he's not a phenomenal player in the NBA, but he was, He's, he's in the NBA. You yeah. know, he's a starter on an NBA <laughs> team, has been for a long time. And, uh, yeah, so he was a beast in high school. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. So it was just a whole nother level. And then I was like, okay, well, I if I really want to do this, I got to work extra hard. And it made me, it pushed me to work even harder. But then, um, <clears throat> you know, whenever my dad got hurt at work my senior year, it was right before basketball season started and he missed most of my senior year. Uh, He would always be at every single game, right? So then it was huge to me. He was one of the main reasons I got into basketball. And uh, so uh, we were, I was dealing with that, with him being hurt. uh, So, he wasn't at my game. So I was playing and then he was getting better to where he could actually start coming to the games. Well, we went to a tournament out of town and, uh, I was playing the best game I'd ever played in high school. Right. It was dominating. So, you know, (laughs) just incredible. basketball. It was, it was great. (laughs) It was great. They couldn't stop me. They hit nobody over six, two. I was six ten. So, (laughs) you know, and uh, I had put all all of this extra hard work in to make myself really good, right? So we go into halftime, and they're like, all right, we're just going to keep feeding you the ball because they can't stop you. And I was like, okay, cool. That works for me. And uh, <laughs> so we come out for the third quarter. It was like maybe five possessions into the third quarter. We steal the ball. And we're going down the court, pass the ball to my point guard. He goes over to the left side of the court on the wing, and I'm running down the middle of the court. He throws the ball up in the air, throws me an alley-oop. I go up to catch it, and I'm in the air, and I'm going to dunk it. And all of a sudden, my legs come out from under me, and I hit the floor. I Who landed. Done Who done it? 
This sounds like we the rising action of a sports movie. Yeah, I know, right? Like before the climax, the struggle that our character runs into. Right. The problem was I didn't actually keep going. Uh, <laughs> he didn't overcome it. it no, was, I didn't. He, he this was stop. the climax. This was the actual climax for of the every, depressing movie. <laughs> so for every one of those movies that's made, there's a probably about 50 other ones that don't get made because the person doesn't keep going. They just play on the small screen because they're too depressing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so someone spears you in the middle somebody actually we watched the video back they took my legs out from under me on purpose right flipped me out in the air i landed broke my hand uh tore all kind of ligaments and stuff in my hand had to have multiple surgeries was there at least a foul yes there was a foul called (laughs) i actually didn't even know my hand was hurt right because i hit my knee off the floor and that hurt Mm -hmm. so i went and i shot the free throws made them both with a broken yeah. hand. With a broken hand. It wasn't my shooting hand, so that definitely helped. But, <laughs> you know, uh, so I go, they take me out of the game because we were up by a lot. So we were probably going to win anyway. So Did they? Uh, I don't remember, actually. So I'm sitting on the sideline. Probably line. not. That's a no. no <laughs> actually, I, I don't remember. I think we won. Just shows how much you were meaning to the team, you know? Well, lost you... we we only won two games the rest of the year. See? Um, <laughs> and it was against a team that didn't win a single game all year. <laughs> and we barely beat them. So, yeah. <laughs> so what you, you did your team a favor by showing them that they need to work harder themselves. Yeah. Maybe, but they didn't. Um, <laughs> so what happened after all that? No, so I was sitting on the sideline, and I was icing my knee right and i'm sitting there and my knee's starting to go numb because of the ice you know and so it's feeling better and my hand's hurting so i put my hand on the ice pack right that's mm-hmm. also on my knee and then my hand's like starting to swell and it's starting to turn colors and i was like what in the world and it's starting to really hurt so i took the ice pack off my knee put it on my hand by the time we got back to the school that night my hand was massive Black and like blue, and it, it looked nasty, dude. Yeah. So I was like, uh, hey, coach, you want to take a look at this? I think I might need to go see somebody. Mm. He was like, uh, yeah, I think so. So the next Yeah, it looks morning, like a doctor situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think we can just tape this one up, coach. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. So, yeah. Walk it off. Walk <laughs> it off. So I go and I see the, the specialist guy. He takes an x-ray. And it's like, yeah, it's definitely broke. Uh, we need to make sure that it's nothing else is going on so i sat out the rest of the tournament the next monday because the tournament was at the end of the week and on the weekend the next monday i went to the orthopedist orthopedic surgeon right and they took an mri figured out tore all kind of stuff and then he had multiple surgeries and i don't know it was after that whenever like i lost the love for the game i guess at least organized basketball like I realized a lot of stuff about myself, like I said earlier, like I, I wasn't really playing necessarily because I wanted to play, be a professional. I was more playing because I wanted to please others around me because they had this expectation of me. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I won't get into all that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's when I kind of, 
The dream died. The dream died. Or began to die. Began to die. Yeah. It changed. I still went to college. No, it died. You just reminded me I wanted to be a skateboarder, too, between being an artist and a rock star. Yeah. What a yeah. revelation. A Californian boy wanted to yeah, skateboard with <laughs> the oh, Lords man. of Dogtown. Tony Hawk's 2 nah. had just came out, and I was all about it. Oh, I, had already kind of, I had already kind of started skateboarding, and that came out, and I was just like, oof, it's done. Did you watch him at it's the Olympics, done. the skateboarding? Yeah, or? I did. Nice. I, I'm always a fan of skateboarding um no but i stopped skateboarding because i was with my friends riding around the neighborhood just like usual yada 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 my friend's <clears throat> older brother had a car so i was like let me ride on the back of it take me home let me ride on the back of it because they, they, they lived in the same neighborhood just You're trying to be marty mcfly I, i'm already here where this is going yeah so he was driving and then he was just starting to go too fast and i was like slow down like too fast, too fast yeah so he started speeding up so i was like if you and I let go and then I let go and I was going for a while and I was already picking up a whole bunch of speed and I saw You're going it. downhill or something no it was just on oh, okay. flatland but I was going like 20 miles doesn't sound fast inside a car. It's but, extremely yeah. fast when you're on a, on a skateboard. skateboard. Yeah, That's I was, fast. I was thinking it was somewhere around there maybe. And then I let go and then there was this uh, manhole in the middle of the street and oh the wheels God. caught. And dude, I flew oh. forward. I flew forward uh, wrist like with hands. my hands yeah, first. Yeah, you try so to catch yourself. I cracked my wrist and then like I kept on going forward and I smacked my head on the pavement and like busted open. That's this car. Right no helmet, oh, huh? Yeah. No helmet, no huh? No helmet, yeah. So I busted open Tony my Hawk face, would broke not my wrist, and, and I started rolling and then I like stopped and I was just like, yeah, man. And then, uh, yeah, Welcome so, to the skateboard life. Yeah, I tried to hide it from my parents actually. When we went to my neighbor's <laughs> house, the friends that I was really close with, we started skateboarding together. I'm like, we're trying to like clean up all the blood and like put my hands somewhere where like I can hide it, whatever. And I finally, <laughs> I finally go home and like I kind of walk in, everyone's sitting there. And I was just like, hey, everyone. And I like, kind of, and I had like blood and everything. Like, what happened? I was like, I kind of fell. It's all right. It's all right. I went to my room and then like it just started my hand. It kind of the same thing. My hand started just going out of control. And I was yeah. just like, oh no. <laughs> so we ended up going to the doctor. Did you break your hand? Yeah, I broke my wrist. Had the cast and everything. The actual one that that sealed the deal was a while after that. Uh, my one of my neighbors had just gotten one of those street ramps. It was just like it was this high, probably about three. Did foot you fortify foot. that ramp? Yeah. Nah, we didn't have enough time. It was about three <laughs> feet off the ground. A couple months later, I was like, let's do it again. So I put the skateboard on the top of the ramp, and I'm thinking I can drop in. And I just, if you guys have ever skateboarded before, you'll know that dropping in is a lot harder than it looks because yes. you can't mm -hmm. you can't be leaning too far backwards because the board will go out from underneath you. And if you lean too far forward, then you'll just face plant. So you have to get the mixture just right, and then you have to ride it down. And when it gets to the curve at the bottom, you have to duck into it and take that curve. You know. Yeah. So it, there's a lot more to it than just dropping in. So I was just like, let's do it. Put the board up, <laughs> drop in. Immediately goes out from under me, and I smack my rib cage on the top of the, oh. the thing, and I can't breathe. And all my friends are there, and I'm just like, call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it was so embarrassing afterwards looking back, and I'm just like, call my mom, call my mom. Kind of like me almost drowning from a water bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so embarrassing. So that was, that was the end of my skateboarding yeah. career. That's natural for skateboarding, though. Like, it most skateboarders are like hockey players. They've all broken something or lost some teeth along the mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like most basketball players have knee injuries. 
That's why I never yeah. really wanted to play sports, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> I, I was like, I like See, not football having players broken just have, things. Uh, you know, concussions. So yeah, football fine. players just can't remember anything when they're in their 70s. Yeah. Yeah. CTE, yeah. and it changes Boxers. your entire personality. You ask a football yeah. player if he ever broke something, he goes, I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Just so we don't get canceled, CTE is a very... It's a very real yeah, thing. There's a movie about it. It's horrible. Yeah. It is. But NFL, if you want to sponsor us. Yes. Absolutely. They got plenty of money. And also, those guys know what they're signing up for. Yeah, so, I was about to say that. If you, you know, know. If you know, then. That's like being a professional fighter. It's like, I'm just, I think I'll get punched in the face for a living. It's like, well, that's going to have some repercussions. Yeah. yeah. So. I'd get in the ring with one of them, though. If they were like, hey, you can, you can have half of whatever we make. I'd be like, yeah, yeah sure, whatever. <laughs> just punch me in the face. He's like, I'll take the, the fall. Pay me money. Look, can you just like half punch me? I'll fall. Yeah, I like, promise dude, you. If- don't worry about it. I, I remember. There we'll was, make it look good. There was a point when I still had the rock star dream when I thought I was going to make it. Or I thought I was on the track anyways. We were yeah. in our band. and We had played a couple shows at some bars and stuff. and <gasps> you know, People's <gasps> birthday parties and this, that, and the other. Nothing serious. But then there was a one time when we got a gig at this um, nightclub and bar in San Francisco. It was called, shoot, I forgot the name. Something. How can we get sponsored if you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I we gotta the have the name. It, but yeah, it was cool. It was a cool little show, and we did good. But then after that, I was like, man, we're gonna like we're on the track. We're gonna make it. Yeah. What killed just, that dream then? The band breakup. What happened there? Not ex- I mean, I kind of just left. I don't know. It was like we got a. We got. So a, you broke up the band. Pretty much. Yeah, I went to Bible college. <laughs> and uh, wow, what? One eighty. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you like, know, I'm gonna leave this bar and go to Bible college. Yeah, no, well, that's like the more bars we start, the more like we start to live the rock star life without actually being rock stars. You don't want none of this, do we, Cox? Yeah, it's just like it's just oh, drugs, a lot of drugs. Turns all, all your bad feelings into good feelings. <laughs> you don't want none of this. It's non-addictive. <laughs> uh, it makes even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just started getting into all that stuff and it just started to get I don't know. I just started to have control. a change. I think it was just my praying parents. <laughs> my yeah. praying grandparents just started to change my change that black hole that my heart used to be <laughs> and then um i don't know the dream just eventually died mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. that was one part of like uh i got caught up in stuff outside of basketball mm-hmm. whenever i was hurt you know i couldn't play i couldn't practice couldn't do hardly anything so and he had plenty of pain pills yeah <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> and also uh like I could still go to parties and stuff, you know, and I don't have to like, you know, I don't have, have to, to worry drink. about what I'm doing. Well, no, if that was the opposite, uh, I don't, <laughs> it was like, I don't have to worry about, you know, the game tomorrow. I don't have to worry about the game. Exactly. I don't have to worry about being sober for practice or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't necessarily going to church or anything in a good place in my life. So I got caught up in all kind of stuff outside of sports and school. And then that's eventually what caused me to, drop out of school and quit playing basketball and you know i got all that stuff so but then i had like a moment of like i really do not like who i'm becoming (laughs) so i need to change some stuff so thank god i had that and i think it was like you said you know people praying for me and stuff outside of yeah Mm -hmm. anyway yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i wish i wish i could say that 
my uh, my falling from grace after after high school was as exciting as y'all. <laughs> I didn't go to any bars or nightclubs. I just had my panic attack in the room alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not, everybody has their own you just struggles. Hide it better challenges. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm fine. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> nobody, nobody come in here. Nobody no. come in here. <laughs> So there's one dream that I had that I never I never brought up actually just reminded me of. I always wanted to be a singer. I've always had that dream. Yeah. No. From like singer Louisiana or? No, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> Nothing Nobody against wants those to, folks. Nobody wants that. Against singer Louisiana. N- nobody from singer is going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> ever. Ever. They Maybe. don't have computers over there. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to be yeah. like a Michael Bublé kind of singer, though, I right? I did, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. Frank Sinatra, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be like a jazz singer. Like, uh, jazz. Yeah. You wanted to I have actually, the jazz hand. <laughs> no, I actually thought about trying out on like American Idol at one point or going on The Voice when it started. I had that same inkling at one yeah, point when American did, Idol yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, I can do yeah. this. I can go. It's like, I could go do that. And like, if I, I lose, okay, well, I'm not good enough, but I would like to see if I how far I make it. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the, the what happened, what killed that one, was uh, <laughs> I recorded myself singing and I listened to it. That's what killed it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Your I need voice to always practice. sounds worse on recording. Yeah, but that's that's good like that's what you're gonna sound yes. like that's what other <laughs> people hear yeah. yeah yeah so you always sound worse than on recording than you do when you're singing in your, to yourself in the shower <laughs> so, no Man, that you, was you've got to hear what good. i heard in the shower though <laughs> if the world could hear me in the shower i'd be famous yeah apparently my parents like really thought it was terrible because <laughs> i used to sing in the shower and when in the shower you know you try all kinds of stuff singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So actually, like, I got up to sing uh, in a small group, like a trio, and I had a solo. This is like years ago. And my parents were like super nervous about it. Like, they told me this after, obviously. And they were like, like, like we were so were scared. Like, we thought you were terrible. We heard you, boy. It's like, we didn't think you could sing. And I was like, well, thanks. <laughs> So <laughs> I was like, well, well, what do you think? They're like, it wasn't bad. I'm like, oh, okay. You're well. okay. Yes. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> like, there's appreciate this, it. Uh, man, there was one time I was home alone. I was in the shower. It's a great start to any story. <laughs> I, was, I was home alone. I was in the shower, and I was singing. I'm trying to look up the song. Uh, insane. <laughs> I was rapping. In, insane <laughs> by Eminem off his off of his uh, recovery uh, album. <laughs> that song, yeah. I would. I'm gonna say go and listen to Insane, but only if you like have a not weak stomach because that's a bad song about. I'm not even gonna say what it's about, but it's bad. Yeah. So I was. It's one of his worst songs. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, so I was rapping in the shower. I was going in, you know, you know parental advisory warning and everything in the shower. I'm doing it in a mid verse, and all of a sudden, I hear the door open, and my dad walks in. He's like, Cameron, what are you doing? And I was like, 
I thought you were gone. Yeah, I was like, I thought you were gone. I'm rapping. He was like, mm. and he walks out and slams the door. I was like, oh, man. See, my dad would have at least yelled at me and told me to stop. Your dad just knew you could feel the disappointment <laughs> as he walked out the door. If you guys listen to that song and I don't recommend it, you'll understand why my dad was so disappointed. In I just can't believe he didn't say anything. He's like, you know why I'm in here. Yeah. I had a similar experience. I thought my dad was outside in the shop working on his car. Mm-hmm. And so my mom wasn't home. And uh, I was in the shower singing, and then I come out of the shower, and my dad's just chilling on the couch. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> he never said a word about it. Yikes. Never. That's how I, I handle so... everything that I, I'm not sure. Like, it's very possible. In fact, extremely possible that my parents heard or experienced that, but we're all going to pretend like nothing happened. That's mm. how I get through most yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, never by, like, bring this up, and I will pretend that you never heard it, and I'll hope in the back of my head that you really didn't. <laughs> what about you, Ray? I've never sang in the shower. <laughs> really? He no, just never. sings in front of his parents. He, he, he cuts out the middle man. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he sings to them. <laughs> well, sorry, I put that on you, Ray. <laughs> hey, Dad, I know you're pooping in there, so I wanted to make it easier. Here's one. Here's one of my favorites. <laughs> you know it's easy. <laughs> easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, <laughs> I think we can wrap this up. This one went a little long. Yeah, we're almost an hour and a half in on this one. Yeah. So, let's see. Ray, you want to take us out of here today? Yeah, sure. Uh, Thank you for joining us today and, uh, you know, spending your your time with us. You know, it's a very wise decision. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We already did all that on this episode. We already already talked about it. Jeez. Wow, it's been so long, you know. I didn't realize we'd already plugged that we're on Apple and Spotify. (laughs) And that we have uh, an email address, which is oddopinionpod. No S, just oddopinionpod at gmail.com. You want to spell it for us, Cameron? O-D-D-O-P-I-N-I-O-N. This man went to school. (laughs) P-O-D dot com, at gmail.com. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Send us your questions, inquiries. Suggestions for topics. Critiques. Ray, do you yeah. do you have a random fact to lead us out with? I already had my random fact. Yeah, you already did that, bro. They don't know that. This isn't the same week release. Mm, yeah. No, no, no. no we no, did that I on did this episode. The, yeah. What was the random fact? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> you got a quote for us? Yeah. Cameron. Yeah, you want to put me on in the spot? <laughs> there you go. I like how he's yelling at Cameron even though I brought it up. Go ahead, Cameron. <laughs> Uh, stupid is a stupid does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shirt. <laughs> it's literally on my shirt right yeah. now. <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> what is it? Silence is golden. Duct tape is silver. Mm. <laughs> and on that note, and we will see you the next time. Thank you for joining us. As always, see you guys later. Bye, friends.